Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota. I am known for suggesting local products and highlighting Minnesota companies through my networks. I utilize my personal assets with stephaniesdish.com and the Makers of Minnesota podcast to help amplify brands. If you'd like to take that experience a little bit further, I would love to help you. The way we can do that is through social media management, where I help you with your Facebook and your Instagram posts. So many of the entrepreneurs that I know just hate doing social media, and I love it. I can also help you with PR, publicity, getting the word out about your products. Maybe you need some recipe development, or maybe you need someone that can help you find some influencers that will actually move the needle on getting your product bought. You can find me at shansenmarketing at gmail.com. That's Marketing at gmail.com if you want to explore ways to amplify your brand in 2021. Welcome to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And my guests today have decided that people need to eat more vegetables, which is obviously a good thing to decide. I'm here with George Abide and Peter Erickson from Green Wagon Foods. And they sent me this cool little steamer packet called Steam Mates that is spices that are all prepared for you and put together so that you put your veggies in this bag and you steam it and you have delicious flavored vegetables. Welcome to the program, you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Would you call yourselves co-founders, inventors? What is the vegetable enthusiasts? What is your nomenclature? I think co-founders would be the the best term to use. Um, We met years ago when we were both working at General Mills and have been friends for over 20 years. And uh, when Peter retired from his post there, and I left General Mills um, many years ago to do some consulting work, uh, we decided that we wanted to stay active in the food industry and and start up our little company. So that's how Green Wagon Foods got started. It's pretty crazy how many General Mills um, folks have gone on to start their own food companies it it must be a great place to work just in terms of what you all learn, because I also can tell you from having done three years of interviews, when I interview people that have made it, a lot of times they have General Mills background. Hmm. Well, it is it is absolutely a, a great place to work and a, a great organization to to learn in. And um, and certainly, you know, I enjoyed my time there. I was there for 30 years and um you know, had a chance to work in a lot of different food product categories and, you know, trying to take all of those learnings uh, and apply them to this one. Um, and, you know, George, certainly, uh, I think his background in um, consumer research and innovation, I mean, he's the perfect guy to to think up great ideas like Steamates uh, that we can work together to, to bring into the marketplace. George, when you developed Steammates, what was it that you thought was missing at the grocery store that you decided to build this product? Well, I've, I've been hearing so many people talk about wanting to eat more of a plant-based diet. And you see many new companies trying to make meat out of plants and dairy out of plants. And I came to the realization that the original plant-based food is plants. 
<laughs> and if we could make it easier for people to prepare fresh fruits, vegetables, grains, and we could make them taste great, that it would be easier for people to add a little bit more plant food into their diet just by eating more veggies, for example. You know, Green Wagon Foods, our purpose is to help people eat more plants. Steammates is our first product, and it's focused on vegetables. But whether it be vegetables, fruits, grains, we just feel like if we can make it more convenient and better tasting, that we can help people increase the portion of their plate that is plant-based with foods that are already in the produce section of the grocery store. Did you decide to do that because of some innate feelings that you have about a plant-based diet or simply because you had done the research and you know that people are looking for healthier alternatives? I'd say it's a combination of those. I'm a big vegetable lover myself. I love meat too. You know, Green Wagon Foods is not anti-animal products. We just think that we can do people um, from a nutritional standpoint, we can make their lives better. From an environmental standpoint, eating more plant-based foods is a good thing. And so we just saw it as an opportunity to help people live healthier, to help the environment, and honestly, to create a successful business too, because you know we want this to be a successful business. And there's so much interest in increasing plant-based foods that we wanted Green Wagon Foods to be a part of that. When I think about your product, you know, because there's all different parts of the grocery store, right? And the outer ring is supposedly the area that is the healthiest. And then as you move into the inner ring, it's more processed food. As I think about your product, I was trying to think of where in a grocery store it would ideally be. And I wonder, you must have had thoughts about that because I'd love to see it like right where the vegetables are. But I can also see like people putting it over like near where the spices are or the flavor packets. Yes. And and we, we, we felt the same way. We, we looked at uh, all the different spots that you could imagine in the grocery store. And, you know, we believe putting our product next to the vegetable itself is the best location. And so we are located in the produce section um, so that the inspiration of looking at that head of broccoli or cauliflower or um, green beans, you've got something to make it taste better and make it easier to, to make uh, at home right there together. And so, um, you know, we think it's the natural place to have the product. And, you know, frankly, there isn't, hasn't been a lot of taste innovation, convenience innovation in the produce section. Lots of things in recent years around logistics, having vegetables from, you know, all over the world, all seasons are available, you know, a lot around cutting and cleaning and dicing and those things. But in terms of making those products taste really great or making it easier to make them in your home, we think there's a real opportunity to put more of those solutions in the produce aisle. I I thought about your product because I'm a big Instant Pot person. And I was thinking, huh, this would be like a pod or something that I could throw in my Instant Pot with said head of broccoli or head of cauliflower um, or even, you know, you you, there's no reason you couldn't put some vegetables in and then some fish and throw a pot in there and instant pot it. And have you uh, experimented with different types of preparations? We have had a lot of people ask about doing uh, fish or other meats in the bag with the vegetables. We haven't done a lot of testing. You know, we certainly caution any, anyone experimenting to make sure you get to the proper temperature to safely cook sure. uh, 
meats and, and fish. Um, but we do think that the idea of this cooking bag that retains the steam, uh, that helps distribute the seasoning over the vegetables, really adds a lot of convenience. And it's not just convenience that you don't have to clean up. Certainly there's that, but it's just very easy to make this stuff. It's, it's almost foolproof. I mean, I use this product a lot now at home. And if I'm working on, you know, if I'm doing salmon on my stovetop and I'm fussing with that, I can do my vegetable. I, I turn the salmon, I put the steammates bag in the microwave, and I know that by the time that fish is done, my vegetable is going to be ready. It's going to be evenly cooked. It's going to be tasty. It's going to have the seasoning well distributed. And so it's just one thing I don't have to worry about. And yet it's still a fresh veggie that is steamed. You know, the microwave is a great appliance for steaming vegetables. Yeah. The, the bag that we've developed, uh, it, it retains the amount of steam that you need that I find that it cooks more evenly in the bag, even than when I cook it in a bowl in the microwave. There's something about the way this bag retains the steam that it just does a great job of cooking. And yeah. the fact that it's all paper, you know, that's another big benefit, I think, of our Steammates product is you can microwave vegetables in the plastic bags that they come in. But so many consumers that I've talked to over the years just aren't very comfortable microwaving food in contact with a plastic package. No, it so, seems like gross. So we mm -hmm. developed this bag. It's all paper. There's no plastic coating. There's no chemical treatment on the inside. And so consumers are telling me that they're just a lot more comfortable cooking in this bag. How hard is it to be uh, two guys in this business going into grocery it's a big marketplace. It is a, a difficult uh, field to work in. It's just challenging all around. And you're doing this on top of obviously the last eight months of COVID. So your ability to trial and sample and get in and talk to some of these folks when they're just swamped trying to keep the shelves stocked, has that slowed your pace? Yeah, COVID has absolutely been a, a significant headwind for us in terms of building consumer awareness. As we were putting together our, our launch plan, you know, we anticipated that we do a fair amount of sampling in store. You know, we think sampling is a great vehicle to attract attention to your product and give consumers a, a no risk way of trying the product. Um, but unfortunately, with COVID, we haven't been able to do that. So we have been more creative in terms of finding ways of getting the word out and, and talking about our product. But, you know, one of the things that we think we have a huge advantage of as, you know, food entrepreneurs and startup, uh, trying to start up a, a business is that we have collectively 60 years of food industry experience between the two of us. And with that comes, a, you know, a great network that we have been able to tap into. And we've had been really blessed to have a lot of people that have been helping us along the way, helping us get products into the stores, the, the grocers that we have been in. Uh, those those stores have been fantastic. The produce managers have been very willing to help us find ways of getting the products in a location where consumers can see it and helping us generate that trial. So it's no doubt been challenging and probably more challenging than we thought when we anticipated launching this business. Um, but we're we're very encouraged by the signs that we're seeing and the progress that we're making. Uh, where is Steammates right now in the Twin Cities? In the Twin Cities, we are in 10 Hy-Vee stores, as well as most Cub Food stores. And we are in the produce section of, of all of those stores. Mm -hmm. 
We also have some online sales through our greenwagonfoods.com website. Are you surprised that people are going to the website? Because a lot of people have had more web sales than they ever anticipated because of coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, it's still smaller than our in-store sales, but sure. it is it is kind of surprising. And, you know, as Peter was saying, we we would love to do sampling. And just the way people are shopping now, people aren't browsing as much as they no. used to be. I've spent a lot of time in produce sections setting up product and, and checking on things. And um, it's just hard not to be able to talk, to, to tell people about the product. But I understand. I don't want to talk to some strange guy in a mask in the era of COVID. So yeah. hopefully when we get beyond this, we'll be able to get out more because it is a kind of a different way of cooking. And if you, if you can't see it, it's sometimes hard to understand. So, you know, we've been trying to make videos and we've posted yeah. videos on our website, but it's still not the same as, as seeing these fresh steamed vegetables come out of this bag. So, um, and in addition to that, just all of the day-to-day things of running a food company that when we were a part of a big company like General Mills, there was always someone who was an expert in that. Yeah. And so now we're having to learn all of these things. It's given me a great appreciation for all of the people that I used to rely on when I was a part of General Mills. And I didn't even know that they had to do all that stuff. Everything from getting a UPC code to figuring out how shipping is going to work from a you know, your, your supplier to the warehouse, yep. um, figuring how to do a deal in the grocery store to do a price reduction. There's a million things you have to learn and you never think about them until you you have to do it. But, you know, Peter and I both, we see this as a great learning experience. And part of the adventure of this business has been seeing firsthand what it takes to develop and bring the product to market. Most of our experience has been in getting the insight, getting the idea and making the product. So we're pretty good at that front end and supply chain stuff. The sales and distribution is something we had had very little exposure to. And, and we're getting a lot of exposure now, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, that's a good really, learning though. I do love, um, I love George, what you said, because I feel like that I can just feel the appreciation that you have there. And it takes a lot to do these companies. It takes a lot to do a food company. And obviously you don't know what you don't know until you're enmeshed in it. And then you add a pandemic on top of it. And, you know, I am a grocery store lover. Like I just love a grocery store. I love everything about a grocery store. I have not online shopped for groceries. I want to go to the store, but I have experienced, you know, for the first six months, it was a complete panic shopping experience where I was just literally with my basket, throwing stuff in mostly produce and then meat. Cause I figured I can figure out the rest of it on my own. I'm a little less panicked now. I'm a little more thoughtful. I've reopened my cookbooks just because I'm bored of making all the same food, but even like planning a meal and cooking out of a cookbook I, di- I didn't do it because I wasn't going to go to the store for just that specific meal. So it's been really interesting. I'm learning how to eat out of my freezer again. I'm eating a lot more. Um, I, I literally just go to the store. I throw a bunch of vegetables in my cart and then I get them home and I'm like, okay, well, I have two heads of cauliflower. What can I do with one tonight? Yeah, and yeah. what can I do later that I can, you know, use next week if I don't get to it? 
it's it's a really different experience, but I did like that your product lended itself to that because you can just have it at home. And then after the panic shop, you can figure out how to put all this together. Exactly. You know, versatility has, was a, a real benefit that we wanted to bring to this product. And so, you know, with our, our four flavors, butter and herb, Italian herb, lemon pepper, and teriyaki, you know, they work on a wide, wide range of vegetables. So, you know, just with four different products, we really offer the consumer a limitless choice. You know, you can take something like Italian herb and you can try it on green beans or broccoli or, you know, green peppers. It works on all sorts of different products. Um, and so it gives gives the consumer a lot of variety and I think helps that that question that a lot of consumers have. You know, it's four or five o'clock at night. You're thinking about what are you going to have for dinner? You open up the drawer in your refrigerator, you look in and you see a you know, a head of broccoli or cauliflower that looks like, boy, if this stays in here a few more days, it's going to go bad. I better do something with it. Well, we think a consumer that has steammates in their pantry can pull that down in, you know, in just a few minutes, make a great tasting vegetable side dish to go with the rest of their meal. And we think that's a nice benefit to offer consumers. It really is. And I felt like it was right on time because I'm running out of any clever plans or ideas and you know, and I only have to cook for one person, my sister, who's not a great cook to begin with and has two kids. I mean, it's a three meal a day affair over there and she's at her wits end all the time. So I thought it was a great product and recommended it to her. Awesome. And moms, you know, moms and dads, people just trying to get more vegetables into their kids. Right. Now we've heard feedback that, you know, people, this can become a habitual product that they begin to rely on it because uh, not only is it tasty and, and delicious, but it's reliable and, and really quick to make. So. Yeah, I like that. When you think about Green Wagon Foods as a company and you've got steam mates, do you already have in your mind's eye the next thing? And I think for entrepreneurs, sometimes it's hard to know when to move to the next thing because the fun is the new, but the work <laughs> is the old. Right. And, you know, both George and I, you know, we are we are lifelong product developers. And um, so for us, thinking of the next thing is that's that's human, you know, natural for us. We, we, we love to do that. We spend a lot of time talking about it. We've got a long a long list of ideas that we think fit within the mission of Green Wagon Foods in terms of helping consumers eat more plants, making them more convenient, better tasting, easier to do. Um, but we also realize, as you said, it's very important. We need to focus. We need to get this first product up and running, launched, doing really well in the in the market, uh, have good consumer awareness, great consumer trial, and then we can move on to the next product. But um, we will certainly we certainly envision a portfolio of plant based food solutions that we will sell in the produce aisle in the years to come. I thought it was interesting, too, that you mentioned fruit because. If you just look at fruit, I mean, it's delicious on its own and you can now get it peeled for you and cut for you. But fruit as like a cooking agent or an element that is a taste enhancer or something, it's kind of underutilized in lots of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, both both as a dessert and as an ingredient in a more savory meal. Yep. Um, but But we have a lot of ideas. You know, I think we'll we'll be focused in that produce part of the store is, is our, our goal now. But, you know, the idea, part of the reason we picked the name Green Wagon as our company name is that a wagon is something that 
it's a toy, it brings joy, but it also has utility. You know, you can do work with a wagon. And we thought that was a good metaphor for the way that we want to bring good taste as well as nutrition and convenience. So it's, it's that combination of making something easier, making something more convenient, but also making it tastier that, that the wagon symbolizes. And when you think about that, there are a lot of opportunities to do that beyond just steaming vegetables in the produce section and throughout the store. But so we, we are not short of ideas, but we want to have the discipline to get this one going really well before we move on to the next thing. In terms, you mentioned earlier that sales is a whole new arena for you and distribution. Are you working with the company or are you literally selling it yourself? We started doing a lot of stuff on our own, but we, we're moving into uh, working with a distributor here in the Twin Cities. And when you interviewed your distributor or did you, like, I'm curious how people pick their distributors because they're so different. They are. And, you know, produce is a little bit of an odd duck for us. Yes, too. It is. I was so used to working in more center store stuff when in my General Mills days. But um, a lot of it is the people that we met and the relationship that we felt we could build with a distributor. Um, the good thing about produce is it, it turns over so much more frequently that people are in that part of the store more often. But the fact that our product it has a relatively longer shelf life, you know, nine, 12 month shelf life for our product that compared to the other stuff, it, this is great. You know, they're, they're not going to have the shrink that they have with uh, bananas that have to be sold. Right. Days kind of thing. So uh, finding partners that are familiar with the, the region that have good service in the stores. And, and we felt like, um, we found one. And I think, you know, partners that really are excited about our our product and our business. And uh, again, I think we're, we're fortunate to have a partner that sees the vision that we see and, um, and is excited to help us get there. And it's, I mean, that distributor relationship is really important and it can grow, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into building that relationship too, and making sure that everybody's getting what they need. Um, so I think that that you've moved to a distributor so quickly is probably pretty smart. Is there anything else that you thought like by now you'd be totally doing and you're just like, oh, we haven't quite gotten there yet? Well, you know, aside from the stuff that we've talked about with sampling and a lot of the COVID related things, um, i just getting awareness when you're a small company like ours and, and with limited spending, um, you doing PR and, and the kind of uh, guerrilla marketing that it takes a small company to do, um, it, it just takes longer to execute everything than, than I realized. You know, we've done some influencer work on social media. We've done some paid social media and all of the talent that you have to pull together from design to if you want to do any kind of audio and the, the creative content. We've been fortunate to have uh, friends and in some cases, you know, family members that have talent yeah. and design <laughs> that, have, that have pitched in and helped us out. But um, it just is a lot more work, I guess, than I realized before I got into this yeah. to, to even do the little day-to-day -day stuff. That yeah, I really appreciate 
kicking these things out every day like crazy. It's like, oh, gee, we got to come up with more content for Instagram. And it becomes this just giant content churn, right? Because <laughs> it's always new, 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 and it gets exhausting. Yes. For social media, are you feeling like that's working for you? We don't, we aren't sure yet. You know, I, I, we, we have followers, we get a lot of likes. Um, I think it's too early to gauge from a sales standpoint, but we've just got to let people know who we are. Right. And you, we appreciate people like you that bring us on their podcast. And we did uh, a tele- mid-morning TV spot a couple months ago. And we do find that, you know, we get a lot more hits on the website. We get a lot more interest. And I, I think you just have to keep doing that. Right, yeah. To get the word out. Keep banging the drum. Well, it's been super fun to talk to you guys. I hope I'm on your short list when you have other products and things you want to try. And I did really appreciate that you reached out to me. You'd be surprised how many people don't. So I think your message about PR and grassroots and reaching out to people is really an important one. I think people forget you know, with social media, it feels like you're doing all this marketing, but sometimes just having your short list of people that are champions of your company, that's important too. You know, I, I want people to just recognize that PR and public relations and not so much like, um, people send out what are press releases like maybe they could do a little less of that and actually call or follow up or find a way to connect yeah um but it it is surprising because you know my radio show is a show about food right and i've had it for 12 years so you would think that but it's surprising the stuff that comes across my desk so i really applaud you for reaching out because i think that's the way that you get recognized well, we thank do. you. Thank you very much. Um, Peter yeah. and I are relationship people and, and we like meeting new people and getting yeah. to know them. So this is part of the fun. It is for us. It's part of the missing too. It's like, it's so nice to see two people sitting in an office. Uh-huh. You you both go to work, I'm assuming. It looks like you're in maybe like a corporate office somewhere. This is my home office. Okay. So we've, been, we've been officing out of here. But you work together. I love that. I uh, I work on an, another event that's or another project that's event based, and my partner and I get together, and it's like, oh, we see someone. It's nice to work together. We're in each other's bubble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly right. All right, guys, thanks for sharing, Steam Mates. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, keep me informed on how the progress goes. Absolutely. Okay. Bye bye.